Welcome to the Love Lab podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single or couple, this is the show for you because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy. All right. Welcome back to the Love Lab podcast. This is episode 72 and it's titled How to Be More Masculine Without Being a Macho Asshole. This is an episode that has been a long time coming. When we first started this podcast, we really wanted to do this topic along with the topic we did last week and, and polarity in general, but there were just so many things to cover <laughs> <laughs> that we never quite got there. And then, of course, there's been so much happening in the world in relation to, you know, what we consider masculinity and femininity, and and it's just getting more and more out of hand, so to speak. And so it's like, now's the time to do it. We really have to talk about these things. It's just more important now than ever. So if you are a regular listener to the Love Lab podcast, you are aware that last week we did an episode on how to be more feminine. And this is similar that of the one we did last week, but we are looking at it through the lenses of the masculine. And we're going to have the same disclaimer that whether you are a man or woman listening to this episode, you will get some value. We are talking about the masculine energy, masculine traits, and it's not just a gender specific. Now, this episode will apply more to the men who want to embody their masculine. However, every woman who is listening to this show will gain some value to understand how to support her men better. And if you want to develop more of your masculine energy as well as a woman, you can take these steps. Yeah, It's like last week. It's the playbook, right? So, <laughs> so guys, you need to know what the plays are so you can execute them. And women, you need to know what the plays are so you know what, one, what you want, right? Because a lot of women are like, I don't know, he's just not, and, that, and they don't really understand why he's not sparking that fire and passion with inside her. So if you're a woman and you're listening, you'll, you'll, you'll start to figure out pretty quickly, oh, right, ah, that's what I was looking for. Oh, mm -hmm. that's the piece that's missing. And of course, then you can help support your man in that. So, mm -hmm. And you know, if you're wondering what's the quickest way also to help him becoming more masculine is for you to step more into your femininity as well and your feminine energy. So it really works both ways. Uh, for all the guys here, if you're like, hey, I wish she would be more feminine, then become more masculine. And if you want him to be more masculine, step into more of your feminine as well so that you can play with that polarity that Kevin was talking about. Yeah, and we, we did a whole live talk a while back about polarity and how those two fit together. And mm -hmm. Have we, I don't know, have we covered that on the show yet? Oh, we probably did. I know we did parts of it. We talk about it quite a lot, but um, we're going to do another version of that yeah, at some point. I think so. we should. <laughs> okay, so let's dive in because the title is How to Be More Masculine Without Being a Macho Asshole. And so... You know, masculinity has been getting a bad rap these days. You see all kinds of articles about toxic masculinity and blah, blah, blah. Mm. There really is no such thing as toxic masculinity. There's, there's good behavior as a man and bad behavior as a man. And we're going to talk about what both of those are. And so to really describe the difference between a healthy masculine and an unhealthy masculine, um, much like we did last week with the feminine, there's kind of... 
and we we realize this is a little bit of a simplification, but mm-hmm. but we've kind of broken it down into three stages that men go through or mm-hmm. hopefully go through because a lot of people get stuck in one or the other phases. So let's start at stage one. Okay. Right. All right. So the number one is the one that uh, called the dominant masculine, and. Uh, the dominant masculine, here's how he will show up. He doesn't really understand or knows how to handle the feminine. And because he doesn't understand that part, he will meet her with anger or rigidity. And in order to remain in control, he needs to shut her down. And sometimes he even steps into being verbally abusive or even physically abusive. And there is a spectrum of the dominant masculine because you can be on the end of like super abusive, but you can also be on the end of like, you you can still be a nice guy, but there's all these parts that are not resolved within yourself around the feminine energy and you don't know how to deal with it. And then it shows up as this like abusive emotionally or shutting down or shutting her down. And when I think of the dominant masculine, to me, I remember more of the, like my grandparents' generation, like my grandpa was kind of like this, where he really didn't like women. And it's interesting because he also was a womanizer. Uh, So there was a profound hatred and an attraction toward women, and it was not healthy. And I didn't feel good being around him. And that's that type of masculine that we're talking here about. Yeah. And so this is basically like the dictator. Mm-hmm. Right. This is the it's my way or the highway. You stick into his decision because he's the man and that's it. And it doesn't matter what your opinion is. You should be barefoot and pregnant and in the kitchen. Right? <laughs> I mean, we've all heard that, right? Like everybody's heard those sayings before. So this is, you know, what we're calling here the dominant masculine, what I've called for many years the macho asshole masculine. Mm -hmm. So he's masculine, right? Like, you know, he probably uh, fixes stuff and builds things and he's kind of rough and tough, but he's an asshole. Mm -hmm. He's a complete overbearing, overcontrolling asshole. Mm -hmm. And that's what we would call toxic masculinity. Mm Yeah, if we want to label it like this. Um, what I do see too that's interesting is that a lot of women are still attracted to this type of men because they are pretty masculine. Oh, yes. But then they don't thrive in the relationship. So at first, that might be kind of the bad boy type. The, the one you know is not good for you, mm-hmm. but you can't help. Um, and it's funny because I know a lot of guys are like, I want to be that bad guy, you know, because in movies, he always scores and he's always like idolized and things like this. But in real life you don't want to be that guy no wait till we get to the third stage that's the guy you want to be and we'll explain why (laughs) (laughs) but i think another important point is something that you said uh at the beginning of describing this stage one which is that it is a spectrum right Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of guys out there and we see them because we work with them all the time that i would personally put in the stage one dominant masculine Mm -hmm. but they're not abusive Mm -hmm. they're not well, but, or they are maybe emotionally, but not abusive of like, meaning like more doing what I call the emotional terrorism, not being able to um, express their own emotion or understand her emotion and like pulling away and having really bad communication. Yeah. And, but it's, I, I, in a lot of those guys that, that we work with, what I see is they're not even conscious of it. That is true. So they're not, they're not trying to do emotional terrorism. No. They're not gaslighting or anything <laughs> like that. Right. They just, 
they just have no idea mm-hmm. and they don't have any sensitivity mm-hmm. right so they, they they can't understand they don't have the empathy like in, mm-hmm. in, so that actually takes us right into stage two okay yeah so the, <laughs> the one we called stage two is the soft masculine and i know you like soft masculine huh I see this as being the new... Is that like a partial erection? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I didn't say softy, Kevin. (laughs) The soft masculine is kind of the new man right now. And because so many men have seen the dominant masculine, I was like, I am not going to be like this person. I'm not going to be like my dad or my grandpa or these old images of the John Wayne dude, right? And so then they're swinging all onto the other side. And now they're like... They know that it's so important to support the feminine through her cycles. They understand that she goes through that and they can sit with her and spend hours comforting her, holding her hand and processing and being there for her. And then, you know, soothing her and all of that. He tends to be overly sensitive to and really nice, really nice, but then has trouble making decisions. And, and keeping a relationship, which keeping, we'll get into too. Or keeping his words, because there's a wishy-washiness to it. And what I do see, um, before I let you talk about this, Kevin, what I do see happening is that oftentimes this type is very appealing to women who have been in more of the abusive relationship type or didn't feel seen. Because all of a sudden, this type of man is going to be all about you. And it's the greatest thing because you're getting attention and appreciation and all these things that you are craving as a woman from the masculine. Plus, he's willing to go in, like dive into the emotional piece of it. And this is like incredible. It's something that you're like, wow, I've been wanting this my whole life. Now, there is a a little caveat to this thing, too, because as great as that is, once your cap feels full from having received this type of attention from the masculine, you want him to step up his game and kind of like shift gears a little bit and get into that uh, leading role, which we'll talk more about. And unfortunately, for a lot of the men who are in the uh, soft masculine, they don't know how to do that gear shifting. And they can just be the nice guy. And there comes a time where she just can't see him as a sexy man that she wants to have sex with. And it turns into, it's my best friend. Or it's just like, or it's my gay guy friend or whatever that is. But there's no more sexuality to it the same. And she oftentimes will lose respect. And for all of our male listeners today, if you know what I mean when I say like losing respect, it's like, it's literally like removing oxygen from you when a woman does that. That's how important that is. Yeah. And wow. I mean, you just did really a perfect description of the stage two soft masculine. So it it is from experience. (laughs) That might be why it was so good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's not a whole lot that I would add to that, but, but I will give sort of my take on Mm -hmm. it and, and my opinion and, you know, living where we live, which is Southern California, there's a whole lot of people that fall into stage two soft masculine. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, guys. I know it, it comes from good intentions. 
I, I, and I see that every day. I see men who go, you know what? I don't want to be that kind of guy, mm-hmm. right? Because he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes him. His own guy friends don't even really like him, you know? So I get that that's why they want to do that. The problem is, is they do what most people do in this world, which is, like you said, swing from one end to the other end, right? The pendulum's like way over to the other end, right? Why can't we be somewhere in the middle? That's generally where the truth lies anyway. So they do all these workshops to get in touch with their their inner feminine and to heal their wounded child and all this stuff. And you know what? I'm not making fun of any of that because I think that work is great and I think that work is necessary and it's not the end. And it can become a trap. Well, it can become a trap if you mm-hmm. get stuck in it, mm-hmm. for sure. And just know that it's not the it's not the end mm-hmm. of the evolution. That there are that's just one little piece of it. And don't get stuck there. Yeah, heal your inner child and get in touch with not just your your feminine side, but get in touch with all your emotions. And we'll talk about that later on in the show when we talk about how do you really get to that third mm-hmm. stage if you're not there already. Um, but yeah, just it's something that we witness so, so often. And I see a lot of guys getting stuck there. And as you rightly pointed out, yes, you experienced the stage two soft masculine yourself, but we have seen it with so many couples. This is not just like, well, it's something that I went through. And so therefore, I mean, we see it in today's day and age where, especially where we live, we see it actually more than the stage one. Mm-hmm. Would you, wouldn't you agree with that? I would. And another thing that I do see happening too is that there are whole movements around men gathering together to process their emotions and do all this work. And it really, like Kevin said, comes from a really good place. But what I do see is that these men are, they're soft. I'm sorry to say it this way. Like they, they, a bunch of men gathering together to talk about their emotions is not going to help them to step into that really healthy masculine place that women crave. Not if they're just sitting around crying in each other's arms. One thing I will say, and we'll talk about this when we get to the hows again, um, but it's not necessarily always appropriate to vent all that mushy stuff on your woman. And so maybe doing it with male friends mm-hmm. might might be an appropriate time or place for it. But... But yeah, it's just not getting stuck in that. So then, again, a good segue. Let's jump over into stage three, which is what we call the awakened masculine or what some people call a healthy masculine. I like awakened. We're following the same model as the one we did for the women. So they kind of mirror each other. If you haven't listened yet to the previous episode, go do that because they really are uh, mirroring one another. So the third type of man knows that there's nothing to change about the emotional flow of the feminine. And this is an important part. Listen to that nothing to change. That means that... Or fix. Exactly. There is nothing that you need to fix, that you need to do about it. And he's ready for the ride and takes the lead. He simply holds space for her and stands firmly in his masculine, which allows her to move through the emotions with ease and grace. And to, he's basically like the bank of the river. And there she is flowing into like in that safe container that he is providing. 
Some of the elements that come with the awakened masculine are presence and passion and drive and direction. And it can look very similar to the stage one of that dominant masculine because there is that edgy quality. But even though it might look similar, it is very different because you come from a different place. And because in that particular stage, the man is in touch with his emotions and he can share his emotions when appropriate, all of them whether they are good, labeled good, or not so good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So really what we're talking about here is if you take stage one, not every behavior that a stage one masculine, quote unquote, macho asshole has is bad. Mm -mm. Some of them are, and some of them aren't. So if we strip away the ones that are, you know, quote unquote, toxic or bad, and we keep the ones that are good, then we go over to stage two, And stage two has some good qualities too, but it's also got some not so good qualities and aren't very attractive to women. So we get rid of those. We keep the ones (laughs) that work. We put those two pieces together and we end up with a stage three for the most part, right? Uh You're going to add some new skills when you get into stage three. So it's Mm -hmm. not just a combination of the good points of one and two. But yeah, I mean, stage three, this guys, this is where you really want to be. This is where you are strong in your masculine, right? So, you know, you can fix things and build things and, you know, you can uh, contain the river. You know, here's one of the things that I love about that analogy of the guys being the banks of the river and the women being the water flowing through it, which is that for the most part, the bank doesn't define the river. Mm. The river defines the bank, Mm. right? Because it's the flowing motion of the water that carves out the direction of the river. But it's not just the water that determines where it goes either because the water flows and it's going in this direction over here. Let's say it's kind of going over to the right, but it hits a rock wall. And then the rock wall says, "Mm, no, and redirects it back over to the soft dirt where it can carve out a nice space. Mm -hmm. And what you realize is, is that they're actually working together. It's a dance. It's a dance. (laughs) Right, because the water on on the one hand is removing earth and cutting the bank, and at at the same time the bank is also guiding and directing mm. the river. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's one of the things I love about the analogy so much because it it really works so well for the stage three. Because in stage three, you might do something like this. Um, you know, you might say, "Hey, how about we go out to dinner?" Mm-hmm. And you say, "I know." This great sushi place around the corner. It's amazing. And you know that hand roll that you really love? They have it there. And so I think you would really like it. Mm-hmm. Right? So here you are as a man taking charge, coming up with an idea, taking action. Right? All these things that women love. But here's the awakened part. When she turns around and says, Wow, that's a great idea, but... I really wanted Mexican tonight. <laughs> exactly. When, when she turns around and says, well, you know, I, I'm really not in the mood for sushi. Macho asshole guy goes, yeah, but I really wanted sushi in this place. Trust me, you're going to like this place. Try, you, come on, we're, I'm taking you to sushi, right? 
that that's where he's being the dictator. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the stage three, now, of course, stage two guy would go, oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. No, no, I sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Uh, I, I just thought that maybe, and, and you know what? We can go wherever you want, where, so wherever you want. Like, I, it's really okay with me, right? <laughs> Fucking annoying. <laughs> stage, stage three guy goes, yeah, no problem. I was just throwing that out as a suggestion. I thought you might like it, but you know what? Mexican sounds great, too. And I also know a great Mexican place where they make guacamole at your table side, and it's delicious. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a simple example, right? I'm, yes. I'm oversimplifying. But the point is, is that the stage three, uh, more awakened masculine, takes charge and yet at the same time pays attention mm-hmm. to what the woman actually wants, mm-hmm. takes that into account, is able to change course and direction, and doesn't have any resentment, doesn't treat it as if it's somehow um, questioning his masculinity or his decision-making mm-hmm. capability. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take it personally. Mm-hmm. He's just like, okay, I got it. I hear you. And here's mm-hmm. another idea. Absolutely. This is great. So what I would like to love to do is to step into like, if you're not there yet, or if you're noticing that you are sometimes, because it's not really linear, by the way, it's not like I've reached the awakened state and now I'm never going to fall into another section. It's very common to have areas where you can step into it, areas where you can't, um, or sometimes you're able, sometimes you're not. So knowing that you might not be yet where you want to be. And you're like, okay, I want to step more into this awakened masculine and that stage three, but how do I do that? And this is really where we wanted to go. We, we actually have 11 different steps for you here. But before we give you the steps, we want to do a little shout out to our sponsors for this episode. This episode is brought to you by Power and Mastery, the most complete sexual training for men to develop your stamina, boost your confidence, and enhance your sexual abilities. And funny you are talking about this today because there is a course for you right now called Sexual Mastery. You can find it at powerandmastery.com slash sexual dash mastery or just go to powerandmastery.com and then click on on the sexual skills tab and this will really help you to step like to get all the different qualities that you need and lead in the bedroom and all of that and step into the awakened masculine yeah that was a good save right usually we we give a shout out to the sponsor at the beginning of the episode and uh, it's a good thing because our sponsor would have got really mad at us if we forgot to do it in this episode <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) All joking aside. You're welcome. (laughs) All joking aside, it's actually appropriate too, because as we're going to get into the how, you know, we're going to give you an overview, Mm -hmm. but so much of what we teach in sexual mastery in our, in our course called sexual mastery is exactly how Mm -hmm. to be an awakened masculine. Yeah. There's like some, some sex skill stuff in there too. But the biggest skills that she will appreciate the most aren't the physical sex skills. They're (laughs) all of this stuff about being an awakened masculine. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think it's highly valuable and worth it, especially if you're listening to this and going, "Ah, yeah, I'm not quite there yet and I need to get there. And, you know, you actually made another really good point that I would like to bring up again. Sure. Which is that... 
you know, one of the things that we see is that we'll see people that are what we would call, you know, awakened, for lack of a better term, in certain areas, but not in others. Mm-hmm. So, it, you, know, it, you know, we see that in a lot of different areas of life. But to take an example here in the topic that we're talking about is, let's say when it comes to going out to dinner, you're totally an awakened man. Like, you got it. That example, you were like, yeah, I do that like twice a week, right? (laughs) Okay, great. But then when it comes to spending money, all of a sudden, you're not so awakened. All of a sudden, you revert back to macho asshole guy and dictating who's going to spend the money and on what and when, Mm -hmm. right? So the idea is that you got to look at the whole picture and who you are in all the different situations you can think of and see whether or not you're really as awakened as you think you are or as you want to be. So the first step here is to be bold and to take action because inertia is never going to lead you anywhere. And that's really nothing happens unless you make a chance and take a first step. So that's the number one thing is to take action. Yeah, just sitting on your ass going, yeah, one day I should probably figure that out isn't going to do anything. Which leads us to number two. And that's similar to what Kevin is talking about, to start to look at yourself very honestly and identify the traits that you have that are really good and the traits that take you away from that awakened masculine. And then be willing to throw away the stuff that doesn't work. And I'm going to weave it with the number three, which is something that I teach a lot with my clients, which I call the super version of yourself. And what that means by that, what I mean by that is when you start to think about this awakened masculine and you imagine, and so here I am talking to Kevin, it's like super Kevin, right? The Superman version of Kevin, super Dun-dun. Kevin. <laughs> Take some time to really feel into it in terms of what does he do, how does he go through life, what are the his character's traits, what makes him masculine. And once you become really clear with that, like take a little pause during the day also and be like when you're facing a decision, ask yourself, if I take this decision or go there, am I going towards my super version, the super Kevin version of myself? Or am I just sticking with the regular version of myself? Yeah. And you know, the the key to this step is radical honesty. Mm. You've got to fucking be honest with yourself. And that's not always the easiest thing to do. You have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and go, yeah, I'm that guy. Hmm. Right, yeah. whether you want to or not, that and you just have to be honest. You got to really look at it, and you got to look at it from as many angles as you can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like we said before, you go, "Oh yeah, yeah, I got this," and then you know, Friday night comes along, and you end up with an argument because you were being a macho asshole. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that idea of the superversion, and I would like to tie three into number four, mm-hmm. which is if you're having a hard time figuring out or envisioning what your superversion is, find a role model. Find somebody that you can look at and go, 
I want to be like that guy over there. Like, he's really got his shit together. Like, I see the way the women react to him. They love him. They respect him. They fall all over him. Like, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And this is something... I don't, We talk about this all the time. And sometimes I just I don't understand why people don't quite get it. But if you have a goal that you want to meet and you know somebody or you have an example of of someone that's already met that goal, just look at what they do. How did they get there? Like, don't recreate the wheel from scratch. It doesn't necessarily mean that everything they did is going to work for you, but it's a damn good starting point. And ask them, what are you doing? You know, right? like if you see their relationship, like if the man you're looking at has a, a beautiful relationship with his wife, like ask him, what are your top three advice? Like, how do you make this work? What 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 are the lessons you've learned? Like, be curious. This is something that, that kind of drives me a little crazy sometimes, which is like, <laughs> I'm going to take the example of diet, right? So I worked as a personal trainer and studied nutrition and all that kind of stuff. And I know Celine has a a background in in that too. It's like, we try to eat really healthy and, you know, you you can only see us from like, you know, the chest down, but you know, we're, we're pretty fit, especially, you know, for my age or fitter than the average person my age. And, and people always say like, oh man, I want to look like you. And, and boy, you know, I I wish I could be that, that thin or, or whatever. And then when you come to the discussion of, well, uh, okay, so w- what do you eat? Tell me what you eat. <laughs> and then they hear what I eat, and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, no, I got to have my whatever or this, that. And I just laugh all the time. I'm like, you just told me you wanted to be like me. And then when I tell you what it took to be like this, you go, oh, no, 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 that's not for me. No, no. Right? So... <laughs> Find a role model, find out what they do, and then at least try it. See if it works for you. It might, it might not. But I mean, look, it worked for that person. So you know it works. The question is, does it work for you? The only way you're going to know that is if you try it. Okay. Our number um, five. five is to speak your truth. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this well i mean everybody should speaking should be speaking their truth all the time right i mm-hmm. mean i wish that we lived in the kind of world where everybody just spoke their truth in a compassionate way mm-hmm. right that would cure so many problems that we have in this world but in this particular case you know women are amazingly intuitive and they generally know when you're not speaking your truth or when you're holding back mm-hmm. and that's super unsexy to them Absolutely. And I have to say, a man who follows through with his words, and I'm tying these two together in terms of speaking your, your truth and and following through, because when guys tell, okay, somebody tells me I'm going to do X, I expect them to keep their words, meaning to speak the truth. And if they don't, I get very disappointed. If it's a man and I'm in a relationship with that person, there's some big score, like big points that are being deducted from the scoreboard. That's just how it is. And it's not always conscious, but I start to lose again respect. And being a woman, if I see the person not stepping it up, not following through with what they say, women have a tendency to feel in. 
the gaps. And then I will be stepping in and stepping in my masculine, taking over because we are very good at doing that. So if you are in a relationship with a woman who tends to be a little bit um, ball busting, castrating or taking the lead, I really want to ask you like, like, how are you not stepping it up? Like, where are the places you are not speaking your truth and and taking that lead? Because if she's doing that, it's because you're giving her space for that. You know what they call that? <laughs> There's a joke coming, right? <laughs> Diggerty. <laughs> it's a South Park reference if you've seen any of the recent South Parks. Check it out. <laughs> Integrity, but but integrity, really, right? Yeah. It's, it's like having integrity. It's like when you say you're going to do something, follow through. That means so, so much to a woman. And the thing is, is a lot of women probably won't admit it. They'll say, I don't need a man and I don't want to rely on a man. It's not that you need a man. It's not that you have to rely on a man. But what I've noticed is women want to know that they can rely on them. Mm-hmm. If they need to. And that's where the integrity part comes in. Because the more you say you'll do something and then you don't do it, she just starts going, I can't trust him. Mm-hmm. I can't rely on him. Absolutely. Yeah. And then if we look at our awakened feminine and awakened masculine, that dance, it's really that, you, that you're talking about being able to, it's not that you need a man or it's not that you need a woman, it's that you choose and you choose to play that dance and to to be with one another. And that's really when it becomes so beautiful. And just because I'm the woman, there might be some things that I do better. And if that's what would would work, like, yeah, Kevin, you'll you'll let me do this. And there's places where I'm like, hey, there's things you do better or you or I don't like to do and you step up and do this. And it works really well. And you just have to be willing to have some of those discussions. And back to that number five about speaking your truth, which means like, be honest, be honest when something works for you, be honest when something doesn't work for you. And here's the thing, we want that. Even though we don't always like hearing it, um, I would much rather take honesty and integrity than having lies because then I know I can trust that person. If that person tells me no, when Kevin tells me no, I don't particularly like it, but there's a part of me who loves it because then I know I can trust it when he says a yes. Yeah, and that flows perfectly into number six, which is stop putting everyone else's needs above your own. Mm. And so what you were just talking about is setting healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Now, see, the problem with the the uh, the, the first... The macho masculine, macho, uh, the dominant masculine, yeah. yeah. The, the problem with that guy is his boundaries are they're arbitrary often. They're not necessarily mm-hmm. healthy. There's no real explanation for them. But that doesn't mean that once you move over, you know, into the, the other levels that that you can't set boundaries, Mm. that just should be healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. and there should be reasoning behind the boundaries, (laughs) like good reasoning, not just because I said so. We do have a whole episode on how to set healthy boundaries. So go back a few episodes to look for that one. If you haven't listened to it, it's going to tell you all the nuts and like everything you need to know to make it work. And so, you know, don't put everyone else's needs above yourself. This is what the the second uh, stage guy does, right? Mm-hmm. Which is always giving, okay, okay, okay. You know what? I was going to go, but I'll stay and I'll just, I'll mm-hmm. do that. But here's what happens with that is eventually resentment builds up. Because on you're, both sides. On both sides. Yeah. Well, one on your side because you're not doing the things you want to do because you're always stopping to give to the other person. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... <sighs> 
Well, there's something about like, if you can always step over the guy, you lose that respect. <laughs> That's just how it is. You're like, please like, tell me no, or please stand up to me so that I can see your strength and I can desire you. If you stop doing this, I've stopped, I will stop wanting you. Sometimes you're the rock wall that the river runs into and then redirects in the other direction. Yes. Sometimes you're the sandy bank who moves out of the way, but sometimes you got to be the rock wall. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a few more things. Number seven is to do guys stuff. Ooh, I think, Kevin, you should talk more about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, just, it's a great way to tap into your masculinity, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're maybe somewhat afraid about stepping into your masculinity, especially in the beginning with your woman, and you're like, I'm afraid of overdoing it and her not liking it and blah, 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 then go somewhere where you can have healthy expressions of masculinity without worrying about going too far, mm -hmm. right? So go do guy stuff. Like, I don't know, maybe you know some friends who are into martial arts. Say, hey, you know, show me some martial arts stuff or go fishing or camping, hiking, mountain biking, rock climbing, like whatever it is, go, <laughs> go build a deck with your buddy on his uh -huh. house, you know, just go do something that gets you in touch with your masculinity. You got to use your muscles a little bit, pick things up, build things, figure out problems, you know, mm -hmm. just to have a healthy expression for that masculinity. Yeah. And I think we can tie it with, um, one of our numbers here with number nine, because it's like finding that activity will help you to take action. And when you move, you're starting to feel this masculine and a power and energy because it's not going to show up if you just sit on your ass, right? It starts to show up when you're in action and you start to feel it. it's like a muscle that you like, you like the more you work it, the more it will develop. You got to cultivate it. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I will also say there's a balance too, right? So if you, if you tell your woman you're setting a boundary and this Saturday you're going to go do something with your friends, she will respect that. If every single Saturday, you know, uh, 52 uh, weeks in a row or whatever it is, you know, you're like, I'm going to go do this. Mm -hmm. She's going to go, uh, no, you're not making time for me, right? Uh -huh. So find the balance of <laughs> setting a healthy boundary and doing your guy stuff while also making sure that you give her the time that she needs with you. Oh, of course. She needs to be your number one. She needs to know that she's number one on your list, but at the same time that that's not all there is. It's, it's a very tricky thing because it's like, yeah, I want to know I'm number one. At the same time, I want to know I'm not your entire world. I don't know if it makes sense for the guys yeah. listening. but Yeah, actually, that, that made perfect sense to okay. me. Know that you're number one, but that not the entire world, that there's yeah. also more to it. There, there actually is a two, a three, and a four, and a five. Absolutely. As opposed to only being a one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, let's, let's do number eight. Okay. Mm. Yeah, take charge, especially in the bedroom. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this, is, this is exactly the same as taking charge about what restaurant. In the bedroom, you step up. You propose ideas, you do things, whether it's like, okay, you're going to go into the room first and you're going to lower the lights, put on some music, light a candle, put out the, uh, the Venus mat, whatever it is. You're going to set all that up and then you're going to say, hey, you know what would be really fun? Why don't we do this? 
Now, she may go, yeah, or she may go, I am so <laughs> not in the mood for that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. You're taking charge, and that's what she really wants to see. But what I liked in what you described, too, it showed sensitivity. It wasn't just like, hey, I'm naked on the bed and come and, and, and ride me, woman. Yeah, it, and- wasn't, it wasn't just a <laughs> get over here and suck my cock. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm setting up the space, the mood, creating something romantic, you know, so it's speaking to that part of her as well. Um, so that, that was a really nice example, Kevin. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I, I know it came from real life. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> I saw it all in my mind's eye. <laughs> all right. Number 10 on our list is mm-hmm. don't be afraid to fail. Right. So, you know, and, and this is something that we see, like, especially guys that are stuck in the stage two and they start thinking, all right, maybe I want to do this, but then they're afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to fail. If you're coming from a place of genuineness, and you're really wanting, like, to do something for her and, like... Connection. Yeah. Yeah. Then then even if it doesn't go 100% the way you thought it might, <laughs> it'll still be okay. <laughs> you know, ultimately, the fear of, of failing is a fear of women in general. And so stepping into the awakened feminine, masculine, sorry, you are no longer fearing that feminine. And there's that place where you're like, yeah, women are wild creatures, and that's okay with me. But you are man enough to tame the wild creature. Oh, that is so sexy. Yeah, but you are man enough to not be, you're not a mama's boy anymore. You're a man. You don't need to always get her approvals, like get her love to be validated in your masculinity. See this scar right here? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a very fine line. So don't be afraid to fail. Don't be a fool either, but play with that. I mean, this goes for any new endeavor or challenge (laughs) that you're going to take on, right? Like, you know, music. It's like the the one thing that everybody's afraid of. I don't want to go play with them. They're too good. What if I suck? You know, Uh it's like, yeah, but you know how you get better? You go play with people better than you. And so what if you suck? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all been there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Still there sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So we challenge you to live on your edge and own your deepest truth so you can live a life of integrity, authenticity, and freedom because the world needs strong, masculine men and we need you. So find that edge, go for this, and stay connected to your heart as you're doing that. Yeah. (laughs) All right, everybody. That's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.